Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. This is the show where all of your health, fitness, and nutrition questions are answered. Uh, and they're your questions. They're not just random topics that I feel like talking about. Well, sometimes there are. But most of the time, they're your questions that I'm answering. If you have a question that you want to send into the show, here's how it works. You can find me on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. You can go to my story on Sundays. You'll see a question box that says, ask me a question. And that is where you can submit as many health, fitness, and nutrition questions as you would like. And I'll answer them here on the show. That's what I'm doing today. That's what I did the day before with the questions that were uh, in that in that podcast episode. That's what we do here. So today, here's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about, first off, um, shoot, I lost it. Oh, branched chain amino acids. We're going to be talking about branched chain amino acids. Are they worth it? Then the next question I'm really excited uh, to get into here today, and that is, you know, whether or not dieting is a predictor of weight gain. So if you are dieting, uh, does that, you know, could that possibly show that you are eventually going to gain it back? All right. So we're going to be talking about that today. Uh, like I said, if you have a question similar to this or completely different about your own health and fitness journey, you can send those in on Instagram. If you enjoy this episode, spread the love, share it with your friends and family. Let them know that this is where they can go to get their health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. Lastly, if you want more free fitness information, free guides, you can get all of it for free. Download it for free at PullmanFitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free. First question today is from Raising Finches, and the question is, do you have an opinion on BCAAs? I don't like to eat right after working out. Is it an option? Sure, it's an option, <clears throat> but it's not needed. Um, branched chain amino acids, BCAAs, uh, what they've been marketed to do is essentially help you recover from your workout and preserve lean muscle tissue. The way they've been marketed is by saying, okay, you work out, you deplete your glycogen stores, muscle breakdown begins to happen, which is horrible and you don't want that to happen. So make sure that you're taking amino acids because those are the building blocks of protein and that's going to help you preserve your muscle. Then everybody comes flocking in like crazy and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't want my muscle to go away. I got to make sure I take those branched chain amino acids that really good sugary water. And you know, when you finally pull the curtains apart, it's just a bunch of bullshit back there. Um, branched chain amino acids are the most overhyped supplement on the market. They don't work. They don't work. The only time that they've been shown to be moderately effective is when they have been given to individuals uh, that grossly undereat protein. I'm not even talking about protein that's like needed to build muscle. I'm talking about dietary recommendations protein. When people are leading, eating far less than that, it's been shown to be like, eh, it's fine. It can do something. But that's when protein is so, so extremely low. So for all of us who eat protein on a regular basis, we're already getting those amino acids from the protein that we're eating. So there's really no point in those amino acids. So, you know, um, and they're stupid expensive, extremely expensive. So I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't spend my money on them. Uh, if you are worried about getting your nutrition in post-workout, don't be. 
you know, uh, if you can't eat for an hour after that, two hours after that, that's fine. Just do whatever allows you to be most consistent to hit your daily macronutrient uh, and calorie needs. You know, if that means you're eating 30 minutes after your workout because your schedule, cool. If that means you're eating two hours after your workout because your schedule, cool. There are times when I would recommend eating sooner after your workout. Like if you woke up first thing in the morning and you're fasted and then you worked out, then it's a little bit more important to get some some carbohydrates and protein in after you work out within a, you know, within a decent amount of time. But even then, it's not a crisis if you don't have it within 30 minutes. So just focus on whatever allows you to be the most consistent. And no, you don't need those branched chain amino acids. It's an option if you want, but by no means is it necessary. And by no means is it going to prevent you from, you know, or save you from losing uh, lean muscle tissue due to muscle and protein breakdown. Don't worry about that. Uh, The next question, super excited for this one. Once my face ID unlocks. Uh, it's from Alicia underscore, oh my gosh, Remtula. And the question is, I, I butcher people's names like on a regular basis on this show. And I'm so sorry. The question is, do you believe dieting is a predictor of weight gain? If yes, how to prevent, prevent this? Uh, I love this question. Um, usually the questions aren't this good, but this is a good question. In short, yes, I do feel that it can be a predictor of weight gain. It's not a guaranteed predictor of weight gain. Um, the more severe the dieting is, the more likely the individual is to gain the weight back. I mean, if we look at things like the biggest loser, though, I think it's over 80% of the, you might want to double check me on that. Uh, but it's an overwhelming amount of people that end up gaining all that weight back, if not more. Uh, and we see this with everyday people too. Not only people on the biggest loser show or extreme weight loss show, uh, we see this, we see this really everywhere. The more strict that people are with their diet, the more they restrict themselves, the faster the they lose the weight, the more likely they are to gain it all back. And the reason that is, is because mostly it's just not sustainable. What people don't remember is that like, sure, losing the weight is great. That's fantastic. But you have to remember that to keep the weight off, you're going to have to continue doing what you did to lose the weight. So people will be like, oh, I'm going to do keto for eight weeks. I'm going to lose 60 pounds. Sick. Do you plan on doing keto for the next 10 years of your life to keep the 60 pounds off or what? You know? Oh, I'm going to do whole 30 for the next four months or in the next month to lose the 20 pounds. Great. Do you plan on doing that for the rest of your life? You know, so the method in which you lose body fat should be the method in which you plan on living out for years and years and years and years and years to come. That's the way it should be. Uh, does that mean that the weight loss and fat loss is going to be a little bit slower at the start? Yeah, for sure. But it means you're going to have a much better time keeping it off. You're going to be able to enjoy life. You're not going to have to sit there and go, eh, if I have, if I go out to eat twice this week, I'm at risk of putting all that weight back on or some of that weight back on. You can sit there knowing, you know what? I worked my ass off for six months. I've got a roaring metabolism right now. I'm strong as shit. My body can handle those extra two meals. Bring it on. You know, that, to me, that's just a, a much better quality of life. You know, you do you, but I wouldn't want to be in a position where I'm constantly worrying about what I'm going to put in my mouth because I'm constantly thinking of whether it's going to, you know, put all that weight back on me or not. I, I just don't want to live like that. Uh, what, what is also interesting is that um, it, has been, it has been shown that when the body is severely restricted, the way it adapts to that to prevent so much fat from being lost again 
is by creating new fat cells. So when we lose body fat, fat cells shrink. We're not really losing fat cells. Fat cells just shrink. They decrease in volume. That's what happens when weight loss uh, occurs or when fat loss occurs. But the body has this extreme desire to kind of sit in this homeostatic state. Homeostatic state. Is that a word? Homeostatic? They like homeostasis. They like to be in this place where it's like, I'm comfortable. I'm not restricted. I'm not extremely overweight. I I like this body fat percentage right here. We all kind of have that spot. And when you severely restrict from that spot, again, this is just us putting words in the body's mouth as if the body were able to talk. But essentially what happens is the body says, okay, if this is going to happen again, I want to make sure that I I can kind of have that same amount of body fat. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to create new fat cells. That way there are more fat cells to shrink and it's harder for that fat to go away. So I'm more comfortable next time this whole dieting thing comes around. That's what happens. New cells can be created. There's I'm, I'll have to look up the papers, uh, but I'm pretty sure there's, there's decently concrete evidence uh, of that happening. So um, I believe they call it fat cell hyperplasia. That is the, the, the addition of new fat cells. Um, but you know, correct me on that if I'm wrong, if you do your own research, but, uh, that's essentially what happens. This is very, very common when, uh, you know, with, uh, sorry, I'm stuttering today. Very common with fitness competitors, people who are, you know, they're severely restricting and dieting hard to get down to an extremely uncomfortable body fat percentage where, you know, there is nothing, not even water between the skin and that muscle. Uh, They are fighting against their body so freaking hard to get to that place. And then when they come out of a show, they go into the quote-unquote bulk season. I hate the word bulk and I hate the word cut. But they go into that off season and it's like, all right, time to put all the muscle back on. So then they start adding calories, adding calories, adding calories. They put on a shit ton of fat. um, But they're like, oh, it's okay. I'm just going to lose it later when it's time for me to cut down before the show. So they put on the fat. And then they notice that it's harder for them to lose the body fat they did from the show previous. And every time they do that severe restriction, they find it more and more difficult to come back to the state that they once were in. Very common thing. Now there are, you know, there are competitors that understand that and they work their way around it by doing things slowly, but um, it's, it's, it happens. And we see that happen with people who are just doing regular fad diets as well. So yes, I do think it can be a predictor. It's not guaranteed. It's all really dependent on what the individual ends up sticking to once they've lost the weight. You know, what they're dedicated to, what they're committed to, what their actions are, their behaviors are. That's more of a predictor of them getting the weight back than the actual dieting itself. But the more severe and the more restricting that diet is, the less likely they are to keep it up because it's just, it's hard to do. When you don't have that extreme willpower, you want to enjoy life. You don't have that extreme dedication. It's hard to keep up. Um, And as a result of that, they're likely to gain that weight back. So that's my two cents on that topic. Thank you for the question. Great question. If you have a question like this or not even close to this, uh, go ahead and send in your health, fitness, and nutrition questions on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. That's where you can find me. Uh, And then on Sunday on my story, you can submit as many questions as you would like, and I'll answer them here on the show for you. So that's how this whole thing works. And if you enjoyed the episode or if you know someone that needs to hear this, spread the love, share it with your friends and family. Let them know that this is where they can go to get all of their health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. And if you want free guides, free articles, check all of those out. Get them for free at PullmanFitness.com slash free. 
That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.